Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Bernie's campaign is pretty much done for, but he did strike a blow for socialism. Let's you and me strike back. The Monica Perez Show starts now. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. And all I've been reading in the news this week is Hillary is the presumptive nominee, but Bernie did a huge, had a huge impact on the Democratic Party and is going to pull it to the left of Hillary, which is a pretty scary prospect. And I would like to think that the... GOP would take this opportunity to uh, be a study in contrasts and pull back. But I've noticed this disturbing trend over the past few months, maybe even a whole year, but it's been it's pretty recent where they talk about what Trump's popularity is related to people feeling um, economically vulnerable. And one important point that they want to make is that they are worried about Social Security. It's their entitlement. They've paid in for it, to it. They want it. And that they contrast that with something like food stamps, which they consider to be a handout. So I find, I don't think this is a this is really coming up from the people. I think this is being fed to us in the so-called, you know, right media, like the Wall Street Journal, uh, National Review, where they're saying, you know, this is something we have to recognize. People really want uh, their entitlements. And it's actually goes back to this Irving Crystal uh, essay I've cited before, where he talks about the conservative welfare state, that people demand these kind of things. But for me, whether you're talking about this idea of entitlements, which are really insurance policies you're forced to pay into and then hope to get paid out again, or what's basically charity for people who you know, the left argues could not feed themselves which is food stamps, whether it's insurance or charity, I, as a libertarian, don't want the government involved in that. I don't think those are suitable realms for government. I believe in limited government, really for our protection, our collective self-defense. And this free market attitude that I have, that I don't want the government redistributing wealth or regulating industry, is... You know, by by my definition, capitalism. But this is a, and I'm a firm believer in that. And I know the Libertarian Party, for whatever you know, uh, argument you may have with one policy or position or another of the people in that, they they this is a very clear uniting point among libertarians. But it seems to me from the things I'm reading that capitalism is very much out of vogue, that Bernie's success is based on his reaching younger voters with his, uh, you know, with the promises of socialism as he kind of presents it, which to me is just, you know, defies any 
experience that I've had or or theory or philosophy. I mean, libertarianism, if nothing else, is based on an economic philosophy, not not which I consider to be moral. You can't steal people's stuff or tell them what to do with their own property. But it's also pragmatic that it is the way as Ron Paul said in his farewell speech that in Congress, the be- the what is best for most people, what results in the greatest prosperity is liberty. And that's what I believe. But I read an article not too long ago that the headline was Millennials Reject Capitalism, Poll Shows. So that kind of blew me away that the majority of millennials say they do not support capitalism. So I wanted to dig into that a little bit. I want to get your reactions. Why Why do millennials reject capitalism? And uh, are they wrong? How can we convince them? 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK are our numbers. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. I threw that question out there to uh, on Twitter, try to get the conversation started. So I asked first, why do millennials reject capitalism? And I got uh, uh, some good tweets, and they all seem to point to the same thing. Uh, I got a tweet from Nick. These damn kids nowadays don't know what the terms capitalism and socialism even mean, which kind of made me laugh because I know Nick is uh, he was the one for America's Freedom Foundation who invited me to a panel recently and his organization is for liberty-loving millennials who want a network. So I know that he is in touch with the millennials who do not reject capitalism. But he, but he points out something uh, very important. And his next tweet is, It's an astounding propaganda win by the left to render those terms, capitalism and socialism, utterly meaningless in the eyes of the average millennial. Now, I wouldn't say that it's meaningless. I would say that they've redefined those terms and that that, that that is the main problem. And I wonder if, if we give up the term capitalism, is, that the, is it the right thing to do to say, okay, that expression has been tainted. There's an example, a parallel example, that I'm a libertarian, but the philosophy, the modern, the liberty movement, the modern libertarian philosophy is virtually identical to the founding philosophy of this country, which was this country was founded during the Age of Enlightenment. We call this laissez-faire, you know, economic liberty. Uh, we, that used to be called classic or classical liberalism. And if you read some European newspapers, it says, it often refers to what we would call libertarians as liberals who want to liberalize markets, who want them to be freer, because liberalism came from the word liberty. But liberals in probably the early 20th century co-opted the term for really the opposite, for central control, for highly regulated economy. And we've let that, I, I bet very few people who are listening to me even knew that libertarians are really what was classically called liberal. So was something lost there? I think there was something lost there. I think that the meaning uh, and that our history and what our country was founded on, our birthright, all of that is lost when liberals who uh, are collectivist adopt that expression as if they too have the birthright in this country. I'm not 
I'm not denying their right to argue their position. I'm just saying it is a, it has been a deliberate, intentional thing from the top to redefine our history and terms in order to change the way people think. And I and I wonder if maybe you do you do you just concede the term or do you fight for it? And maybe that's where the millennials kind of, you know, maybe that's exactly why the millennials don't don't support capitalism. Maybe it's just in the language. I got a tweet from Tim who who it's right on point. He says cronyism has destroyed the good name of capitalism. Maybe it's time to use free market economy instead. And I do use that expression. I do use free market economy. Uh, but I don't want to give up on on capitalism. Uh, I got Dean says this is another gotcha poll, meaning asking the millennials if they support capitalism or not. He says we haven't had capitalism for decades, and and really, so let's define capitalism. I love the classic definition where it's basically you've got a guy who fishes and he catches a fish with a fishing pole, he eats the fish, he catches a fish, he eats the fish. One day he says, okay, I'm going to save half my fish, even though I'm going to be super hungry. And save half my fish, I'm going to take a couple of days off and I'm going to make a net. So he saves the fish so he can eat while he makes the net. Then he makes the net and he starts catching like 50 fish. And then he trades some of those fish with the guy who picks lemons. And everybody has more. I think it also lends itself to division of labor. But everybody has more, and uh, you, it's basically the source of all surplus wealth in the world is capitalism, because what capital is are those few fish he put aside in the beginning so that he could produce more. He invested those fish in, build, in sewing a net. And that's what capitalism is. And if you, what are you going to call that? I mean, that's what it, what it is. Why give up that word? And do people ever go back to basics and think about how important it is to have the incentives to do that, to make the little sacrifices today, to be, to have some ingenuity. And of course, the only incentives to do that are the payoff later. So I think there are some arguments. I mean, obviously, I think that all the arguments uh, can be used to convince millennials that what, what, what I call capitalism is in their best interest. Because really this, I believe, and I'll tell you why after the break, I believe that it all comes down to what they think is in their best interest. So help me convince millennials that capitalism is in their best interest. I'll take your calls on that after this, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, and you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It is 91 degrees outside the studio with a forecast high of 93. The weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. And I'm talking about a study I saw that said millennials reject capitalism. And I have uh, several millennials on the line who want to defend themselves, I guess, or maybe maybe uh, just give us some insight into it. Taylor, Steve, uh, I am going to wait to the bottom of the hour to have that conversation. If you guys can just hold on a few minutes. I had another call first, which is off topic. I'm not going to stay off topic. But I'm really interested in what Mark Indicator has to say. So I'm going to give him this minute or two before we launch into the millennial discussion. Hey, Mark, you're on with Monica. Hello. How are you doing? Thanks. Good. Um, how are you? 
I, I, I don't want to get off topic. I, I, I told you screen just real briefly. I have an issue. I, I ran across some information. Uh, it's concerns about religion. All it's going to tie in together. It's about flat earth. As yeah, I don't know what that means. That's why I'm letting you on, because I really don't know. I, I've heard the expression, what? but I don't get it. Okay, we, we, we taught at a young age that our planet is round, but our planet is not round. I have links on several YouTube sites. Uh, look for the rocket hitting the flat earth dome. It explains it. Also, look for uh, the earth is flat and you've been lied to. All our governments are running hand in hand. The South Pole is off limits. We cannot go down there. That is the longest lasting treaty ever. Mark. The spaceship. I got to ask you something. I, I'm, I've actually contemplated the idea, but I was in the Concorde once. The yes. Concorde, like supersonic jet, which was at 60,000 feet. And it really, I could see the curvature of the Earth. Correct. Okay. All right. The, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I'm done. I just, that's uh, why I don't, <laughs> it sounds crazy. <laughs> and I never dismiss things that sound crazy if I can't prove them myself, but I feel like I proved that myself. Right. Um, they, it's, it's a rocket that hit the dome from a, a private manufacturer called GoFast, and our moon been spotted when it shouldn't have been, when it should have been on the other side of the Earth. Uh, I really can't articulate it like I want to, but definitely go to the YouTube. Just start, I want everybody to start doing their own research on this, because I, I, I feel like I'm on something, and, and I feel like our governments, all of our governments, U.S., the, the, the Saudis, all of this is working hand in hand. We've all been lied to from birth, and this is going on and going on. So if someone needs to look into this. Okay, I will. I, the reason I let you on is that I really never dismiss things that sound crazy that I can't uh, you know, prove one way or another. I, I don't accept that because of my experience on the Concord. But I do think that there's technology and stuff going on behind the scenes at the very highest levels that we will, are absolutely not aware of. But I want to get back to my millennial topic, so give me a call. 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. It's a man A man Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. I am your libertarian voice on WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. And I want to talk about this uh, poll I read saying that millennials reject capitalism. But I did take a little break. I had a call before the break uh, from someone who had a completely off topic talking about the earth is flat. So I got a tweet from a guy named Dave saying, uh, who I frequently tweet with, oh no, was that guy an actual flat earther? Though, something I don't understand, ANCOMs and truthers don't deserve our attention. Be careful. So I want to just point out my philosophy and how I've discovered some things that really surprised me about how history, what really happened in history and stuff. I never dismiss anything. I always refute and if I can't refute it, I have to investigate further. I'll give you a couple of examples. Like I said to the caller, Mark, I was in the Concorde, the supersonic jet, which is at 60,000 feet. And I saw the curvature of the Earth. Now, I, you know, I'll look a little bit more into Mark's theory to see if there's an explanation for that. Uh, but another thing happened. I heard somebody say, Paul McCartney is dead. <laughs> and I thought, what? And there's this really big conspiracy theory that he died in a car accident in 1966 and was replaced by a double. 
I didn't accept it or reject it. I just looked at like 100 pictures and just decided based on the five o'clock shadow being consistent in every single picture that had one over the entire 60s that Paul McCartney is not dead and was not replaced by a double. And you can laugh and say, why would you even think that? Why would you even give that the time of day? But I'll tell you, I questioned the assumptions about self-limiting government about the possibility that the United States uh, in this great experiment by uh, people perfectly suited to the task during the age of enlightenment, establishing a new country that, uh, that self-limiting government was the ideal was a possibility. And then when I saw what, what's been happening in this country, it was prompted by seeing a, a Lenin type poster of Obama in 2008, a color block poster saying like hope or change or whatever. And I thought, maybe you can't establish a monopoly coercive state, even if you put all these traps in there to keep it from exploding out of control. Maybe that's just not possible. Maybe I should question that basic assumption. And uh, I think that people won't question that basic assumption if this coercive monopoly state is really a necessity. People don't question that. Just the way hundreds of years ago, people did not question uh, the the existence of God. And I'm not saying we're better off or worse off for that. I'm just saying uh, you can really, by your social conditioning, not see the truth that powers that be want to keep from you. And so I just, I just, my philosophy is, I don't even want to tell you what to think, but I want to make you think. So I actually like people who call and give me something really out out of the box that, you know, maybe will stimulate a little thought. But I want to get back to my topic, which was that millennials in this survey said they don't believe in capitalism. And I want to understand what that really means. So I'm going to go to Taylor. Taylor, uh, you're on with Monica. Oh, hi, Monica. Um, I love your show. I love listening to you. Um, and that is quite a phone call for me to follow. Um, but That's okay. We'll get back on track. And I appreciate <laughs> yeah. that you like it. I'm glad it's a friendly call. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, so in college, I, I've graduated quite a few years ago. And um, I am a millennial. And in college, I definitely was way more left-leaning. And it, it really came down to being... Um, anti-corporation, anti-profit over people. And I think that's really what it comes down to. I'm definitely way more middle of the road. I consider myself independent and, um, you know, libertarian-minded now. And it's just interesting when you learn more, it's not just corporations going after profit, it's even government. And um, okay, I so I guess questions. I wanted to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, I have a, don't, don't go away. I... Here's something that some of the follow-up articles I read said that that when millennials start working, they change yeah. their tune. They all of a sudden, if they have to pay for it, they don't want it. But it also said that baby boomers, which uh, and Gen Xers, so I'm the generation older than you, and then baby, and I'm a Gen Xer, and baby boomers are the generation older than I am. And they all had similar results that when they were younger, that more than half of them rejected capitalism or basically that idea. And then after, 
a certain point, they stopped. And the assumption in these articles was that once they were paying the bills, they didn't want to share the money anymore. But what you seem to be, what it may be true from, from your experience, is that when you got out of the institution, out of the college, which was telling you to think a certain way and started thinking for yourself, you saw a little more depth there than you were seeing before. Is that possible? Yes, exactly. And the, the fact that I think because you could be against corporations, you think the automatic choice is government. And when you really look into it, maybe the government's also not handling your money the way you want them to. And maybe, maybe you know, you need to be supporting independent charities. And maybe capitalism is not a bad thing, but, you know, free market. I think free market is a better, better thing to call yes. it, like you were talking about. Maybe that's actually not what it was made out to be. You made another point that I don't want lost on people, which is uh, you said that maybe it's not anti-corporation that we need to be, um, but anti-government. And I would say that, first of all, the problem is what I call the corporate governmental continuum, where the government has the force to keep you from exercising your rights or to take your rights away from you. People don't think of it that way, but they do. Like if they are committing the fraud, you're probably not going to get justification. So if you have a corporation, say, who tells a con- tell uh, bribes somebody to make a law that says that on your menus, you have to write the calories of all your food. Mm-hmm. If that's a law, McDonald's is going to be able to do that. But the burger flipping guy in the storefront next door is not may not you know there could be a guy who may not be able to do that so it's when the corporations capture the government i think that they get so big and so out of control and that in a free market you actually have fewer corporations more private businesses more uh, even distribution of wealth and and you said it's like uh profit over people that yes. would be you know that would be okay but it doesn't have to be at odds because if you have free market competition like that, there actually isn't that much profit in it. If McDonald's had to face the low cost of a guy next door flipping better burgers for less, there just wouldn't be that many McDonald's. But they, but they profit from what I, what's called regulatory barriers to entry that keeps competition down. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I just want to, you know, I, I think that you're pointing out that these it always feels like this choice between Uh, left and right, corporations and government, socialism and capitalism, but really I think it's a corruption of the system. Exactly. That's exactly how I feel. Yeah. Well, I hope, uh, Taylor, that you, you know, call again. I really love that you've, that you are libertarian leaning. I think that's the fairest way. (laughs) And, uh, uh, so let's hear from you again. Thank you, Taylor. I really appreciate the call. I'm going to Steve in Alpharetta. Hi, Steve. Uh, you're on with Monica. Hey, Monica. How's it going? Good. How are you? Doing all right. So uh, this is the third time I've called you in the last month and a half. Been getting me pretty fired up. That's a good thing. So okay. Well, uh, it makes me nervous. I don't want to. I don't. I'm not good with hostility. I just want to exchange ideas. No, no. It's. Uh, I just. I feel like in, in general that that is a, a perception out there as well that uh, follows the. I don't, where did you get that study from? Like, well, there was, was both. Study? They were uh, the articles that I read by coincidence, one on socialism and millennials and one on capitalism and millennials were both articles written in the Washington Post. But the study about capitalism was uh, put out by Harvard. And then there were other studies studies cited. And I, I do think that. Uh, the definition is a problem, like how they, I, you know, unless you read the original study, and I guess I should have 
dug in and found it if I could have. You don't see how they set up the questions. Yeah, that's that's one of my questions. So I, I I like statistics a lot. But anyway, um, well I can say so. I'm I guess I'm technically a millennial. I'm 29. Definitely and a millennial. I I have always uh, favored capitalism. Um, I I've like ever I mean I started working when I was 13 years old pulling weeds, you know, for the neighbors, and I've worked ever since. So maybe that's maybe what you were talking about with uh, uh, Taylor there, you know that. When people start working and they start seeing what's going on, I just remember uh, the thing that really ticks me off is just the all the taxes that we we get taken out of. And I and I used to think it was, um, you know, I'm I'm not getting paid enough at X or Y job, um, but it's you know you look at your paycheck and you've got a third of it that's getting taken out by the government for what? Yeah, for what? <clears throat> that's the thing. It's first of all they force you basically. It seems to me all government spending, if it's not just to protect you, basically, maybe maybe I'm forgetting something, but there's education, which I think is indoctrination, but it's insurance, like Social Security and Medicare. When they take that out, they're just forcing you to buy insurance and not allowing you to buy it in the free market, which, of course, means it's going to be a bad deal. And you have absolutely no recourse if they decide to change the rules, whereas if, a, if an insurance company changed the rules on you, you could bankrupt it by suing for your for what your contractual agreement was. But you can't get that from this. And people know yeah, it's there's, a scam. There's no contract. <laughs> yeah, there's no contract. It's just the force of a gun. They're gone. I mean, it's, I don't, like, I often think to myself, why did, you know, we, we left, uh, or we came to, you know, the Americas to get away from taxation, right? Yeah. And we get here, and then now what do we, what do we have again? Well, and it's but, worse uh, than that, because we, the rallying cry was no taxation without representation. And I look at what's, I don't know if it's $20 trillion yet, but it's getting there, of our national debt. And who's going to pay that? Not people who voted for it. Well... I My mean, kids, right? If you look at economics, like the, the it is big, and it's it's a it's a deficit that's never going to go away. I mean, that's the simple truth of it. And I mean, it, you know, people talk about us being owned by China. Well, the thing is, if China ever decided to collect on that, because of how much we are indebted to them, their money is based off of our money as well. So if we had to claim bankruptcy, so to speak, with China, then I mean, they would lose. Yeah, we own them, not they uh, own us. And and we right, do. But their dollar yeah. is, but their money is dependent upon the, the strength of our dollar as well. Because if all of a sudden our money isn't worth anything, and we can't buy products from them. Yes. And who are they going to sell them to? Yes, and that that actually leads me towards what I want to get into a little bit more later in the show is globalism. And the fact that that this stuff is getting coordinated at levels. See, it's really it's not really capitalism. It's this cronyism. It's it's these behind the scenes or big institutions or super rich individuals. You know, you can figure out who it is on the very top, but you can see for sure what they're doing, which is coordinating the the rules all around the world so that the power and the money all get to the top. So I want to talk about that. And right now the Bilderberger meeting is going on in Europe and and that people think that's a conspiracy, but I have some smoking guns that it really is a group that tries to coordinate this stuff. And uh, I have lots more calls going to get to next 800 WSB Talk. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 955 at AM 750 WSB.
High today of 93, overnight low of 70. The weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. And I think I have time for one more call. I want to go to Bob in Duluth. Bob, you're on with Monica. Hey, Bob, can you hear me? Yeah, go. Hi, it's a great topic. Um, You know, both my sons are millennials, and we've had this conversation a number of times. And it, it's not so much that they don't believe in capitalism. It's just they have grown up in an America that hasn't worked very well. Uh, they, their collective consciousness has begun with 9-11. Uh, they've seen wars. They've seen political acrimony. They've seen depression, you know, level housing collapses. They've seen their friends' parents lose jobs and houses. And, you know, they, they just have not grown up in a very rosy time. And so what, they throw capitalism under the bus because this system is called capitalism, even though it kind of isn't anymore? Well, actually, no. um, When they start making a living, (laughs) which which is kind of where both my boys and and their friends are, they actually start seeing that capitalism is not the problem. Uh, A catalyzing agent for both of them has been actually having to get into insurance exchanges and buy their own health insurance. Um, they're they're really starting to understand that government is the problem, and both of them have told me that in retrospect they were kind of indoctrinated in school. Oh yeah, I mean, and that's that's one of the things is that got the governments of this country spend I don't know like a trillion dollars or something a year, all of them down to the municipal level on schooling. And for me, that's getting you to pay for your own indoctrination, the way commercials on cable news get you to pay for your own brainwashing. So that's why people say once they start working, they move away from the socialism idea. I think it's just getting out of the institutions of school so they can think clearly. Great conversation. Uh, More to come. This is Monica Perez. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.